Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, about a week ago, I had a student who attends Xavier University in Cincinnati, Ohio, contact me. And they said that they were interested in coming on and discussing what exactly is going on on their campus. And for those who have been listening to this podcast, again, I want to thank you, and I appreciate it. And you know that I've been sort of chomping at the bit to talk with a a university student about what's going on, and in particular, a university student who is articulate and knows what's going on and has their head on straight. And uh, I can tell you, without a doubt, we found one here. So this individual is going by the name of Jeff, and again, they attend Xavier University. And I just want to read you a brief sort of Xavier University at a glance, and this comes directly from their website. But it says the following, quote, Founded in 1831, Xavier University is a Jesuit Catholic university in Cincinnati, Ohio, annually ranked among the nation's best universities. Of course, they all say that, but whatever. Uh, It continues, Our four colleges offer 90-plus undergraduate majors, 60-plus minors, and 40-plus graduate programs to approximately 7,000 total students, including 5,000 undergraduates. So Xavier University is inner city. It is um, sort of in the hills of Cincinnati, so to speak. I've been on the campus a few times. It is smaller, but um, this individual who who has joined us again is going by the name of Jeff for anonymous purposes, and what they are going to describe is an absolute nightmare. And so I would encourage everybody again to listen to this entire episode. Please share it wherever you can, because you're going to get a firsthand take as to what's going on at the university level. And again, many of us are fully aware, but here you're hearing it directly from an individual who is neck deep in this war, knows what's going on, and uh, fortunately they are in the fight with us. And just very briefly before I dive into our discussion here, and you can hear directly from him, there's a few things that I wanted to mention here, uh, news-related, so to speak, that are that are worth bringing up because, again, the vice is clamping down, and what, what, what I've discussed in this podcast is already coming true. So this first story, very quickly, comes from the Lebanon City School District, which, again, is very close to where we live. Um, this just came out yesterday, as a matter of fact, or two days ago. And it says the following, Le- Lebanon City Schools is not only now making mass mandatory, but it's also closing schools for several days. It says there are more than 800 students in quarantine. This is a K-12 public school, I might add, a K-12 school district. Uh, More than 800 students in quarantine, a jump from 300 last week, uh, just a week ago. It says starting Tuesday, all students will need to wear masks, and on Wednesday, the district will be shutting down for the rest of the week because it's the jabbed who are falling ill. They're not going to tell you that. That's not what they're going to say. It's the jabbed that are falling ill here. Their teachers are falling ill because they've taken the jabs. If they were teenagers and they were dumb enough to take the jabs, they too are falling ill. And then, of course, the teachers are transmitting their jab juice and their jab ill effects onto the unjabbed students. There's no stopping this. There's absolutely no stopping this. This is not going away. This is getting worse. And in the town where I live, Oxford, the city council has just gone back to their 2020 rules where everybody has to wear a mask unless you have a medical exemption or say you have a medical exemption. 
Everybody's got to wear a mask doing basically everything unless you're exercising or you're doing this or you're doing that. Um, or you're, I mean, they're even allowing individuals in restaurants uh, still, you know, thank you totalitarians for your permission. But uh, they're saying things like, you don't have to wear a mask as long as you're eating and drinking and whatever else. And then, of course, they're continuing to put the pressure on Miami University or not just wear masks. Of course, they're already doing that, but to get the jabs because, again, that's the next step. I've said this on Gab, and I'm going to say it again here. The individuals that are mandating these jabs and mandating the masks, in particular the jabs, they are complicit in murder. It's that simple. They are complicit in in murder. So to the police officers, if any of you are listening to this, what the hell is the matter with you? When are you going to start arresting these city council members and these school district members for being complicit in murder? When are you going to get involved? Because there's a lot of awake people out there, and this university student that you're going to hear from right now is awake, and he's learning, and he's helping people, And I hope that his message, again, resonates with a lot of people and helps a lot of people. So again, we need people like this excellent human being in the fight with us here going forward, without a doubt. So again, share this episode far and wide, and I'll catch you on Friday. I mean, let's go back to 2020, uh, January, if you can, you know, March, March, you know, when, when all hell sort of broke loose and people started making the decisions they started making, what, what is it, you know, where were you then in your school year? And then what, what, uh, what was Xavier doing? Well, I had finished right like the week before everything locked down in Kentucky and pretty much everywhere. Um, I had just finished my first visit to Xavier and actually committed to the school. Um, and, you know, I was pretty excited about going just because it it seemed like the right place for me. I wanted to pursue a career in the medical field. I wanted to be a doctor. Um, and I had really, you know, taken interest in their med, pre-med program because their success rate for those coming out of Xavier was about 98% of students who applied to med school from Xavier um, got into med school, which was, you know, a very reassuring statistic to me. Um, And, you know, I didn't hear much from Xavier other than like they sent people home um, when everything locked down, which is what I think other colleges or most other colleges did as well was they just kind of sent everyone home and then ended the school, like the school year there. Um, I didn't get much information from Xavier, um, leading up to the fall semester. Um, it was pretty much going to be like every other college masks in every single scenario. Um, this, the whole social distancing thing, like six feet apart, they were very strict on. So when we got, when I got there, it was, you know, they, they had a lot of things planned out, um, such as like moving. They had you pick like different time intervals to come in and move. You could only bring like a certain number of family members and stuff, um, which I thought was absurd. But yeah, I mean, you had to. You had to wear masks at all times, um, unless you were inside of your dorm room, like your bedroom. 
um, while you're moving in. Um, and they were like very strict on the whole social distancing six feet apart rule, which is probably the, the most unreasonable thing. Like that rule has been like debunked. Um, do you, do you know where that comes from? I, I, I feel like I remember hearing this, but I completely forget. It's about, it's, it's about droplets, right? Uh, well, believe it or not, it's far worse than that. Really? Yeah. The, the six feet apart thing is a satanic ritual. Is it? Yeah. Six, six, six. Of course. See see what I mean? Go on. No, I mean, that's, that's it. You know, the, the, the thing that is, is lost on some is that, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to interject too much here. I want to keep you, you just have you keep going but one one of the one of the levels of thinking that's unfortunate in this entire thing is that there are individuals as you know that are just complying and then there are individuals even such as yourself that are saying wait a minute this isn't right you know this doesn't make sense this is completely ridiculous uh whatever but then there's another level which is that it's a giant on purpose and that What's happening is completely satanic. I agree. Yeah, let me ask you. Let me ask you another quick question about Trinity because that's interesting. And I just came across a story the other day about a, a, a Trinity school, and it was a it was a, a middle school slash high school. Um, and w- what it had to do with was is it was a letter that had been printed out to every single parent, basically saying that they were going to continue with the masks and the distancing and XYZ and that they were encouraging their staff members to get jabbed. To your knowledge, are there a lot of Trinity schools around or is it is it just that one? I think the one, they all share like similar names. Um, most Catholic schools do. Um, I'm The one in Louisville, I don't believe is doing that. Um, I have a sibling that's going there right now. Um, and from my knowledge, they aren't encouraging or like, you know, forcing the jab. They might encourage it. I, d- I do know that they're not encouraging it to the students, which is, you know, a good, I, I certainly applaud them for that. Yeah. Um, well, but, I'm so, uh, yes. Yeah, sorry for the, you know, the, the question there. I was just curious. I, I didn't know how, how, uh, how prevalent the Trinity school name was for, for the K-12 school, you know, K-12 school districts. But anyway, go ahead and get back to what you were saying with what Xavier was doing regarding the masks and parent visiting and things like that. So they were, they, um, they had very strict rules when it came to visitors, when it came to masking, especially they, the mask was almost like, um, a sacramental to them. It was like a religious item you had to, constantly where it was you know they and they stuck to it like all throughout all first and second semester you had to wear it at, inside and outdoors the only time you didn't have to wear it was when you were actively eating or drinking in the cafeteria which again doesn't make any sense it's just like a virus simply doesn't stop spreading just because you sit down and you know just to have a bite to eat like so that, i mean that kind of logic just does not make any sense to me. Um, you were only allowed to have like 
one visitor in the room in your dorm room and they had to be wearing a mask a mask along with you no one followed that rule um because it's absurd it's very stupid so nobody had Um, so nobody had roommates oh you had you had roommates um but like beyond like your roommates you could only have one other person in the room with you this was the rule for my dorm I, i had like a traditional style dorm um, like the very small room and you and your roommate share that room together. I think it may have been like you could have one other person in like larger dorm rooms, but they were strict on the idea of you had to, everyone had to be wearing a mask if you had a visitor. You didn't have to wear a mask if there was no visitor in your room. It was just you and your roommate. Um, let's see. Wow. They were very strict about the social distancing. Um, like, I remember repeatedly, they had, like, their orientation people. When they were doing, like, orientation stuff, they were constantly getting at, like, getting at us about being that six feet apart um, because they were afraid that we would get sent back home, which is terrible to me because, like, you have, you're telling these kids to comply to this rule or else they're going to get sent back home, which is, you know, that's certainly for college people, like kids, they want to stay on campus because typically campus life is fun. It's enjoyable. Um, and people, you know, they are there to learn in like the best way possible. And, you know, threatening them with sending them home on campus. I mean, that's an effective tool to, um, to get your point across. Because no one wants to be sent home, certainly at col- like when you're in at college. Um, so the people that were the orientation leaders who were students were very strict about, you know, upholding the social distancing rule um, because they were afraid of being sent home. Um, let's see. And if you don't mind me interjecting real quick, from from my standpoint, what they're doing is is they're trying to teach people that the home is an unsafe environment. You see what I mean? I never, th- I never thought about it like that, but yeah, that, that does make sense. Yes, it's 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 basically like a, a programming kind of thing where they're saying, you know, we are the safest environment. Your home is not. Your home is the punishment. Your parents and family and loved ones are the punishment, not us. It's to form a collectivist like like community. Yeah, they don't want you to be with your family because then you can actually speak your mind that's right right? you can have your own thoughts and you know i always say i always say to my like my family and stuff i say my best conversations are with you know my family because they actually listen to me or they actually give good ideas and you know my parents have taught me a great many things i cannot begin to explain how grateful i am to have them as parents because they raised me the way i am i'm very like grateful um, and I, I can't begin to explain how, how much I can thank them for that. Like, it, um, but that makes sense because when you keep people in this collectivist, like mine, you know, they have, you know, group think. So they, they, they train them and they condition them to just think as a, like an, a monolith almost. Um, no one has like their own like free thoughts 
and no one's willing to take action if they have free thought. Like, no one's, everyone's afraid. Like, I'm certainly afraid to be, to say something on campus because you'll get, you know, shot down immediately. You'll get, you know, you're have, you'll have your character assassinated. Um, I'll tell you, I tell you what, I hope that the people listening to this are thinking of one word because there's one word bouncing around my head right now and it's the word cult. I, it is, it is cult like activities. Yeah. Um, and it's very scary. Um, see and it's concerning because this is completely like completely goes against like the the whole idea of Xavier like it's a Christian private like college this is not Christian these are not Christian values Christianity um, you know they it what's the word empowers the individual to make decisions in their life to be you know grow closer to God right Yep. These are not godly, you know, actions. People like this is this is like what you said. It's satanic. Um, it's it's scary. I I, I must say it's very scary. Um, I I do I would like to talk about their quarantining uh, methods there, which is abs- absolutely absurd. Go for um, it. So I'll draw. I'll uh, detail my own personal experience. So they had a strict quarantine uh, procedure that they followed. If you te- they 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 went along this with this uh, contact tracing um, idea. So if you so say if you test positive, you got quarantined. Of course, they would they would like like send you or relocate you to a different part on campus where it was like solely for quarantine students. Or if you were in contact with someone that tested positive, you didn't have to test positive for COVID. But if you were in contact with someone, you also got quarantined. So my personal experience, um, this is about a month in to school. Um, I got quarantined along with my roommate. We had been in close contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID like the week before. And it's almost like they, they try to, inter- they'll to interrogate you to try to, you know, have you rat out other people. It's almost, it's very, like, akin to, like, this whole thing is very akin to, like, Solzhenitsyn's Russia that he outlined in the Gulag or Capelago. Um, they, you, you know, you're going to be, you have to be an informer. You have to inform people of these, like, of who you were in contact with so that they can go and quarantine you. Um, so I had been you know, associated with this person that had tested positive for COVID and they literally just showed up at my door unannounced and told me I had 30 minutes to move out and relocate. Um, 30 minutes to pack my, my, my things and relocate to another part on campus where I would stay inside an isolated room for two weeks which, I mean, that's a lot to take in. 30 minutes is not enough time to pack. Especially, if, like, you know, it takes about, like, an hour for a trip home. Or, a tri- like, a vacation trip. It takes, like, about over an hour to, to pack for, you know, a week-long vacation trip. So you're giving me 30 minutes to, to pack for a two-week stay inside an isolated room. I... 
let's see. We were we were uh, relocated to another dorm, um, and we weren't we were not allowed to leave unless we were, the only reason we would have to like we'd be allowed to leave the, the dorm room, like our new dorm room we got relocated to, was if we were going to get tested. That was the only or or if we were going home home, like we were going back to our hometown to stay like and continue, like finish our quarantine there. So they would at least let you leave and go home. Right, which is what I did, because I'm not going to stay there. Good, yeah, because that's a prison. I, I agree. That's, and it's, it, it's like, it's very akin to the, the methods of, you know, the Soviet Union. I don't know if you, have you ever read the Gulag Archipelago? I have not, unfortunately, but I've read pieces of it. I, I cannot stress enough how important that book is. Yeah. Yeah, um, it keeps coming around, and I keep saying I'm going to buy it and read it cover to cover, and I, you know, I just get on to reading other things. But yeah, I'll get to it. I promise. It's you know, if I were to recommend a book for someone to understand what is going on right now, that would be the first book I, I recommend to them because it's very similar. Um. I've got, I'll, 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 I'll spar with you on books and I'll toss one your way too. Okay. You can, you can even, you can even, um, uh, you can even download this for free on PDF if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the book is titled the rape of the mind. Okay. By a guy, um, a, a Norwegian, he's dead now, but an, uh, a Norwegian, uh, medical doctor and a psychologist, uh, by the name of Yost Merlu, J-O-O-S-T-M-E-E-R-R-L-O-O, I think. Um, I usually butcher his last name, but that right, I mean, just like you said, uh, you know, if, the, if there was a book to read that describes what's going on right now, I, I, would, I, would, I would lean people in that direction also. And what we're finding, of course, is that all of this has been written out and we were warned about everything that's going on right now for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I'll certainly have to look into that one. It's very interesting. Like, the kind of, like, psychology has always fascinated me, especially how, you know, how it affects, you know, modern society. Um, things like social media and everything just fascinate me and how that corrupts people's minds and makes them you know, almost slaves to the collective, you know, body. Um, yep. Go ahead and so, go ahead and get back to the 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 quarantining and and again, you you said that you went home during this time. Yeah, I did because my roommate had tested. He he went and got tested. Um, I was originally going to wait it out with him, but he went and got tested and tested positive. Did he and have any, so, did he have any symptoms? Was he sick? He was he had like a light cough like the week before, but like it kind of like dissipated while we were in there. And then, but he he just wanted to make sure because he was he was a bit you know afraid of COVID, which is whatever. But um, he went and got tested, and he tested positive. And I didn't get tested until I, I, I actually did end up getting tested because I just wanted to see. I didn't know anything about the test at this point. Um, 
But when I got when I went back home, I went and got tested, and I tested negative. And throughout this entire time, I have not shown any symptoms of COVID. I have been essentially illness free from the beginning of the pandemic to present day. I have not had any illness, um, which you know I, I find very interesting. I love to understand the biology of that. Um, let's see. Oh. While we were in quarantine, they, uh, you know, they, they brought us three meals a day from the cafeteria, but the meals were like extremely measly. They were terrible. The food was always cold. Um, it was like poorly packaged and everything like in, in the to go box. And I think the most upsetting thing was breakfast. Um, there was one day I was only given a croissant an apple and a bottle of water. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, if you want, if you if you have people that are sick, wouldn't you want to give them food that's, you know, going to boost their their immune system or boost any processes within their body, like strengthen their body? But instead, they're giving us a croissant, an apple, and a bottle of water. I think the best thing for you there is the bottle of water. Um, Was it spring water or purified water? I. Couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Yeah. Stay away from the purified water. The shit's poison. Yeah. It's got metals in it, right? It does. Potassium chloride. It's what they give death row inmates before they're executed. It slows your heart rate and damages your heart. So if you're gonna dr- if you're gonna drink bottled water, make sure it's spring water. Spring water? Yeah. Good to know. Um, let's see. So here's another bizarre thing. Um after I had gotten tested, I sent them my results, hoping that, you know, maybe it would lessen the amount of time I would have to spend, you know, quote unquote quarantined, um, pretty much just how much time it was like a deadline for them to allow me back on campus. Um, but they said, because I tested negative, I had to wait 14 days, but my roommate only had to wait 10 days because he tested positive. The reasoning was because... Uh, the virus could incubate in my body, which I've never heard of with any other virus. I, which, again, like, they ended up debunking at some point, like, later on in the year. And so they end up lessening that time period for negative tests, but I still think that's insane. They should have let me back home immediately. Or not back home, back on campus immediately. But, you know, I, 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 the way I saw it, it was like essentially pu- punishing me for not contracting the virus. Like it's, it's like punishment because you, you know, maintain a healthy body and you don't get sick as easily. Yeah. You're not, you're not playing the game of the cult. Right. You know, I'm not getting frequent tests. I'm not getting, you know, the jab. I'm like not quarantining myself. If I have like you know, a stuffy nose. It's it's all very it's absurd. But can, um, can I briefly return to something that you 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 sort of mentioned earlier that I wanted to dive course. into a little bit, uh, and it has to do with you mentioned that when you were quarantined or there was the suspicion around whether or not you needed to be or other people needed to be, that they had methods of intimidating you to get you to, to quote-unquote rat out people around you? 
Mm-hmm. What what exactly did that entail? I'm not too sure because I didn't have to go through the like interrogation of it all, the contact tracing, I should say. Um, though I do know, like there what it was like if you lie about it, or they find out you lie about whoever, you get like punished somehow. I would think like like the the biggest one would be expulsion from the school. Um, which doesn't sound all too bad. <laughs> no, now, kidding. Uh, no kidding. But I'm not too sure, but I do know they would interrogate you, essentially, to get you to, you know, rat out those who you had been around in the name of public health safety. Were, th- um, were these police officers, or were they just students, or, or university employees? University employees. Wow. They would be a part of, like, the COVID, like, the COVID, like, sex, sect of the, um, of the school. I don't know. They had, they had, like, they would call us, um, while we were in quarantine. They would give us, like, frequent calls every other day to, like, check on us and stuff and remind us of our, like, um, how long we have left in quarantine and stuff. Um, but I forget what exactly they were called. Um, but they had like a head of they had like a head of the whole like organization or sect of the school that was running it, um, overlooking like the tests, the contact tracing, um, maybe even setting up like the vaccine rollout here at Xavier. Um, so fast forward to spring, nothing really changed um, in terms of restrictions. Even though uh, I believe cases were dropping then, right? Uh, I th- I think the whole thing has been bullshit, man. I I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going off what the media tells people. No, I understand. Right yeah. Um, but nothing like really changed at all. We still had to wear masks. The restrictions were still in place. Um, they they had some activities like intramurals, but only outdoors, but you still had to be wearing a mask, even though it was outdoors. While you're, while you're running around playing a game. Right. While you're like playing volleyball or something, you had to be, you know, choking on a piece of cloth the entire time. Do Um, Do me a favor and gauge the participation of the people around you and what you were hearing about the people around you. I mean, or from the people around you. You know, were, were, were they on board with all of this COVID nonsense or were they taking more of, you know, your stance on everything? Um, were they continuing to participate in things or were they saying, forget it, I'm not going to participate anymore because all of this is ridiculous? Um, I would say the majority of people participated. Um, a group of us would, you know, do some things like, like some outdoor t- activities, but we wouldn't do it on campus. We would go like off campus to other places to like say play basketball or something, because then like they couldn't police us on the masking. Um, most people were pretty compliant when it came to all, all the policies. Um, I don't know of many people that thought it was absurd from the beginning. Um, let me ask you another. Let me ask you another thing about the mask wearing. Just kind of walking around. Does if you're walking around on campus outside, do they enforce mask wearing? 
Um, not now, thankfully. Um, before I, you know, but like I they did last. You're saying they did last semester or the year of uh, you know of 2020, like the fall of 2020. Yes, the fall of 2020 they did, and then spring semester. I think the rule was still in place, but many people, including me, just ignored it when it came to outdoors. Um, I didn't wear my mask outdoors because I thought it was silly. Um, you should be promoting people going outdoors. So one way to promote people going outdoors, because that's healthy, um, is to let them remove their masks. But, you know, actual, you know, actual health is not of their concern. Um, but, like, when it came to, uh, like, intramurals and stuff that were outdoors, they did enforce masks. Because their idea was, well, if we want to run this or have this, uh, you know, this event happen, we have to make sure everyone's safe and we have to wear masks. Or if there was like an event going on, like out in the lawn, um, they would enforce masks and in some cases still social distancing. Um, which at that point, I think it's just placebo. They just want to feel safe, even though the f facts clearly show that it's redundant. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's about as much as, like, oh, vaccine rollout? Yeah, um, please, go for it. So that started in spring, around, uh, I would say, late March, early April. Um, they were they, they opened up vaccines to Xavier. Um, and so in our, like, like, our stadium or arena, the Centos Center, they had a vaccines uh, center where you could sign up to go get I think either of the three, you know, known jabs here in America. Um, I had a friend who got the, the J and J who suffered terrible side effects. Her like leg completely swelled. Um, and she was like bedridden for days off the J and J jab. I don't know of any particular cases except for like, you know, having being down for the count for a day when it comes to the Pfizer and the Moderna. But I, I don't really ask the people I know about their vaccine experiences because they're very uptight about it. Um, mostly because they are pushing the vaccine themselves. They're promoting it, which, you know, I just I feel I feel I'm not angry at them. I'm more upset at the fact that they've been almost conditioned to do this, to become vaccine salesmen. Um, but even though in the spring they had opened up vaccines and I know a good population of the, of the student body was, you know, getting vaccinated at this time, they still kept up all the restrictions up until the end of the school year. Um, and then, so the summer of 2021, this is so before this semester that we're in right now, they vaccinations had, you know, significantly increased to about 77 percent of the student body was vaccinated. Um, but in order to get people vaccinated, like to incentivize vaccination, uh, Xavier offered 
different incentives that included prizes such as Apple AirPod Pros, grant money, and a private suite at basketball games. So, carrot and stick. They're yep. incentivizing you to get this experimental drug. It hadn't been, you know, FDA approved yet, which doesn't mean anything, but still. Um, and then... Yeah, it, do, it, it, it does. They, they don't have FDA approval. Like, they don't have full FDA approval? No. They don't. That's one of the big lies that's been perpetuated and bounced around. There's another There's another jab that has a different name that apparently is either either has received FDA approval or is going to, but the Pfizer jab does not. And that's the lie that is bouncing around that people are believing. Um, all, all that happened, to my knowledge, is that they... They extended the emergency use authorization, but here's the here's the over the overarching point that people have to understand, and I even had this verified um, from an America frontline America's frontline doctor. Not that you know they're in the know on everything clearly, but what they did say was, as I asked them, I said, "Is there any difference in the juice, and is there any difference in the dose?" when it comes to different age groups receiving these jabs and her answer was no that they're oh all my. that it's the same dose and that it's the same juice regardless of whether it's quote unquote approved for this age or not so even if this ever receives FDA approval which it may or may not no one should ever take it because it's it's not going to be different juice it's going to be the same juice that's honestly, like that's just it's uh, very concerning. Yeah, it's killing people. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, and it's and it's going to keep killing people, unfortunately, as as uh, as time continues to roll out here, and of course the immune system does what it normally does in the fall or in the winter, when certain individuals become ill. The, the the shot has hijacked their immune system, so to speak. Yes, um, which I'm I'm going to get into here um, in a minute, um, because well, when I when I talk about like pretty much current day, what's happening right now, um, that does play a big role in the decisions that our executives here are making. But um, to get back to like the summer. Right about a week before school started, they reinstated masks, which before, like a couple weeks into the summer, they had stated stated that we're going to do all open classes and masks are optional for those who are vaccinated. Still um, absurd, but yeah. they a week before we returned to school, um, they reinstated the masks um, because of the Delta variant. Um even though people aren't dying, like the data, quote unquote, shows that people aren't dying at a significant rate like they were previously, even though, I mean, it still is BS, but the previous data was, but um, just going off what most people will see, um, people weren't dying. It was just case, it's just case numbers were up, which is how they get you. They, they only say the case numbers and they make you feel like, Oh, well, it's, it's so bad because 
you know, a couple thousand people have gotten caught this Delta variant, but people aren't actually dying. Um, and they won't, they won't ever show the, de- the death or when they do talk about the death, it's always the total death. They never say like death for like a week or death for the month, deaths for the month. It's always the total amount of deaths, which it's just, it's just wordplay. Um, yes, very good. Yep. Let, let me interject with a couple of things here in, in case you were unaware, and, and you may be fully aware of this. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but you can certainly spread this to whoever you want. There is no Delta variant. There's no such thing. In fact, it was written about and spoken about publicly well over a year ago that everything that's happening right now was going to happen. They're going to push jabs. The jabs are going to infect people. Those jabs will be poisonous. The jab will start getting ill. They may even transmit their, their illness onto other people. They'll call it a variant, and then that will continue. And then every single cold and flu season, you will have quote-unquote new variants when, in fact, it's the jabbed that are making the healthy ill by, being ar- by the healthy being around the jabbed. Yep. And, of course, the tests themselves are not only faulty and, and test for um, our own immune system and the, and, the, and the very proteins that we have in our normal immune system, so to speak, but that they are using every single test and calling it a case. Yep. So for mask, masking, they reinstated it and were every, they were required in all Xavier facilities slash buildings except for in the in the cafeteria while seated um, or in your residence halls or in private office rooms oh, and also outdoors. But you still had to wear it while in the cafeteria and not seated while in classes and while at the gym and all other facilities. I still can't get over the gym part um, because you would think if you wanted to actually protect against you know, a viral outbreak, you would promote healthy lifestyle habits, such as going to the gym and boosting, you know, strengthening your body while there. But, you know, again, proper health is not the concern here. Um, so, and all throughout the semester, they have been pushing, pushing, pushing the vaccine, constantly pushing it, um, whether it be from professors or the higher ups, like the professors are currently, other than the students, the vaccine salesman. They're pushing it. They're, they're saying, if we want to go back to not wearing masks, if we want to have wide open classrooms, um, we need we need you all to get vaccinated. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. And they'll show the data, and it's like 80% of people here are vaccinated, like the student. So, and what what's never, you know, really made sense to me is if the vaccine works, then it shouldn't matter if someone doesn't want to get vaccinated because if it works, it should protect you. Like, you know, supposedly how vaccines should work. It, it's not like, it's not up to you to decide who should get the vaccine. It's up to you to decide whether you want the vaccine or not. But that's never, you know, you're not allowed to say that because that goes against the narrative that, you know, that's not what they want to hear because it completely derails their argument. 
Um, but they just they keep on pushing it, pushing it up until till the FDA approval of it, quote unquote FDA approval of the Pfizer. And a couple days after that, they mandate the vaccine on campus. So you must be vaccinated before mid-October or else you would not be able to register for spring 2022 classes. That includes online. Um, are, and I'm oh, sorry, I, I was just going to say, are the students that are pushing this uh, getting paid? Not to my knowledge. Um I think they've just, they've just gone, like, they've, I don't, I, I hate to use the word brainwashed because it's so, like, it's so harsh in a way, but, you know, they, they've just, they've fallen into this trap, I would say, and they're being, you know, told these things, and they, they, they just so desperately want to be, to go back to normal life, just like everyone else, but because, you know, they've, they've fallen into this trap. They, they, they push these, these ideas because they think that's what's going to work. But it's hard to get pe- like get to them and tell them that this is not right because, you know, on one side, they, they have you telling them, they have us telling them, like, listen, this isn't, you're being told lies, you're being fed garbage here, you need to, you know, let's, let's have a dialogue about this. And then on the other end, they, they have, you know, the corporate elites, they have, the university executives, they have, you know, all of the liberal establishment, everything that's going on, um, telling them, no, you need to push the vaccine. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. This country is a terrible place. This country is full of nasty anti-vaxxers. They're the bad people and you need to hate them unless they get vaccinated. Um, And that's confusing for them. And of course, they're going to, they want to take the easier way out, which is understandable. Um, I don't believe in that, but um, they believe that by pushing this, by everyone getting vaccinated, just maybe they can have that glimpse of normality again. Um, which is, you know, it's very sad, and I really do. I, I, I pray for these individuals, and I, I wish them the best, and I hope one day that they'll, um, you know, be opened up to the truth. But the the reasoning for you know the mandate, the recent mandate for Xavier's va- like for the vaccine, is because our cases of quote unquote Delta uh, were rising significantly at the time that I emailed you. It was about one forty, um, ca- like student cases, and now it's about one hundred fifty to one hundred sixty cases of COVID on campus, but. Here's the here's the catch. They they I feel like they accidentally said this. They said the quiet part out loud at a Freudian slip on the on their own emails. Um, they said that eighty percent of the, the the students that were tested that tested positive for COVID were fully vaccinated, but yet they still doubled down on you know their mandate. They said like in that same email that they sent out about the. the rising number of cases they said oh yeah 80 percent of these people are fully vaccinated but in order for us to stop this you still have to get the vaccine which i mean the logic just does not make sense there if you know 80 percent of the people that are catching this are you know vaccinated wouldn't you want to you know maybe look in a different direction like let's see oh 
20% of the people here that are catching it are not vaccinated. And who's to say they're they actually have it? Like they, it could yeah. be false, false positives. And we all know the test is faulty. Um, and it's, it's just mind boggling to me. So, and there's nothing keeping any of them from just, from just flat out lying. It's possible that they're not even testing anybody. And unfortunately, there are also those individuals who are so far gone that they're consistently testing themselves on a day-in and day-out basis, and the test itself actually hurts them physically. Yep. The test is making people sick. Yep. 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 There, There are plenty of people on campus that are still afraid of it, even if they're vaccinated, um, which is supposed to be the, you know, what's protecting them from, you know, all hell breaking loose is that vaccine. And they still feel afraid. It's, they're keeping these people, the students, uh, just living in constant fear, which is also not good for you. Like that in turn can deteriorate your body in many ways. You're constantly living in fear. Um, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, the the very satanic people at the top here that are that are pulling these strings know that. Mm-hmm. They know that, and they want these individuals to be so far gone that it's their that it ends up being their own actions that cause their own demise. Yep. Let me ask. Yep. Let me ask you a quick question about um, the population numbers. Have you seen? Just in the people walking around and and participating in the class sizes and the what have you, and then also sort of break down the basic class structure if you can, but um, as far as the classroom environment is concerned, but have you seen less people there this year as opposed to last year? Um, Just an eyeball test. You know what? Maybe. Yeah, I... I, I definitely think, well, actually, apparently our freshman class is a lot bigger than it was last year. Um, but it does seem like there are less people in at least my classes. Right now, there's less people in person, right? Because they've, they're being quarantined. Um, but, oh, I forgot to mention, they're still threatening that, by the way. If you get test positive, you have to quarantine uh, or go home. Um, but they, um, it does seem like classes are a little bit smaller, at least from, cause I was in, I was in on zoom calls last year with like at least 30 people in some of my classes. Um, those are mainly my like major classes, but I can't really tell you specifically if they're, if the population's decreased, but I will say there are people that, you know, are now agreeing that these policies are stupid. Um, but I think the majority of people are okay with the vaccine mandate, which is very unfortunate. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let me ask you kind of a personal question. Um, okay. You said you have a sibling. Clearly you have parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- from a from a familial standpoint, have any of your family members taken the jabs? Um, 
my father and my stepmother have um, because they work in the hospital and they took it very like before everyone else did um, because it was required for them. But they 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 don't push it. They um, they actually don't want me to take it. I um, but they did it for their jobs. My mother is very against it. Um, my uh, my brother is against it, and I, my stepsister is against it as well. Um, and you know, I, everyone in my family, pretty much, at, le- at least my primary family, is very uh, health oriented. We we look look to alternative options when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to medicine and stuff like, well, not all of this, but especially now though, uh, we have done more research and stuff on alternative medicine and ways to maintain a healthy body, uh, ways to fight off viral infection, et cetera, et cetera. Um, my aunt in particular, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. She is the one that told me about your podcast and she's so excited that I'm speaking to you. That's awesome. Um, She's a wonderful person, and she has informed me greatly on many, many things. Um, but yeah, that's that's about like where my family stands on the vaccine and on uh, just this whole. Oh, we're pretty much all over the the whole COVID thing now. Everyone hates it. <laughs> <laughs> good. <coughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's very cool. I'm, we were kind of like that from the beginning, though. <laughs> yeah, good. That's good. Um, uh, I would, again, as you probably already f- have figured this out, again, re- regardless of what what moves the university makes or the FDA makes, again, they're all, you know, they use that saying, we're all in this together. Well, as it turns out, all of the Satanists are in this together. And they're against us. So regardless of any approval or, you know, age group where they say, well, it's okay for this age group now, or it's okay for this age group. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, don't ever do it. Mm-hmm. They're even, they're, I've even read that they're, you know, and I read this a long time ago, but they're even, uh, putting the same juice and thinking about putting the exact same juice that's in these COVID jabs into the flu shots. So I don't know if you're a flu shot person, you know, perfect. Yeah. Uh, Never been. Awesome. Good for you. (laughs) Could be why you're so bright. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's remarkable. Well, let me ask you then, what are your plans here? What are you going to do? Well, I'm I'm a bit I'm at a bit of a crossroads. Um, I'm certainly hell bent on not getting the jab. Um, that's for sure. And my aunt won't let me take it under any circumstances. So there's yeah. If you take if you if you take if you take it, it'll kill you. And if you take it, she'll kill you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so think about that one. <laughs> um. But. I'm, I've been looking into other options. Um, of course, I, I would love to pursue a career in the medical field, but unfortunately, like they're gonna most likely anywhere I go is gonna force it. Um, 
my we I am working on like maybe some kind of ex- exemption from the vaccine, um, but if that if we can't find anything there, then I will most likely end up transferring to another school. Um, I've been looking into University of Cincinnati because I don't believe that they're mandating it. Uh, they, um, st- they still have the masks in place, if I'm not mistaken. That's, I mean, that's better than vaccine mandate. Still stupid and illogical, but I mean, better than forced jab. Um, and Hillsdale College is another place I'm looking at because I feel like there, my act, my uh, my views will actually be appreciated, and I can have proper dialogue there. <laughs> um, Perfect. But you know, if if things don't work out. It's it's not going to be the end of the the world for me. Um, I have I have plan uh, like a plan B and stuff. I really like to be honest. I've always wanted to be an author because um, I, I write better than I speak. Um, I I have a trouble I have trouble when it comes to speaking. But not here. You don't. Thank you. <laughs> I I think I did all right. <laughs> yeah, it's very valuable. I mean, again, what what you're experiencing, you need to understand. You're not singular in in the struggle here. I would simply tell people again, and I've said it a thousand times, that this is war. And in war, individuals have to wrap their mind around that reality, that it is war, that we're not, we we, we may not be wearing fatigues. Some of us carry guns, some don't, but um, you, you you have to change, you have to change your surroundings and you know, if the enemy is coming at you, you have to move. You, you can either stay and fight, which is fine, but you can't succumb to what they want you to succumb to. And, you, and you've got to bounce around and you have to move. And I, I was just on, a, um, on another man's podcast by the name of uh, Richard Sachs, and he's got a, he's got a killer podcast, but, um, and it's a kind of a video vlog kind of thing. But we had a two-hour conversation last night. And I just I, I I told him over and over again that um, not only is it war, but we have to survive. Right. We just have to live, and we can't we can't fall for all of the tricks that that these horrific individuals are trying to get us to fall for. Um, that will that will keep us ultimately from surviving. So right. Yeah. Stay alive, man. That's the you know. I agree. As simple um, as that sounds, that's that's really as simple as it is. I think what people need to realize is that you're never going to be 100% safe, no matter what. That's not a guarantee. Like, If you wanted to be safe all the time, you wouldn't drive a car. You wouldn't, because I mean, there's always that risk of crashing or getting into an accident. Um, you would never eat, because what if you catch food poisoning? Um, you're never going to be a hundred percent safe. So why constantly live in fear of a virus that has a 99 point, you know, eight, 9% chance of survival, especially the young people out there who still live in fear. I, you know, I pray for them. I, I want them to be, you know, liberated from these, these, these shackles that they have put on them. Um, and I think it's going to take, you know, that realization one day that it's just, you're not going to be safe. 
the world is not a safe place. But you can make your life meaningful by doing things that are good for you, good for your family, and good for those that you love and people around you. Like, make find meaning in your life, and don't you know? Don't live in fear all the time. Like, it's like you're never going to be safe. Like, you're not you're not going to cheat death. Everyone dies at some point. It's sad to say, but it's just reality. Would you rather die constantly living in fear, you know, wearing a mask and hiding out in your home the entire time? Or would you die with, or would you want to die with a complete and fulfilled life doing crazy, you know, amazing and wondrous things? Like, I know it's cliche to say, but I think. I think people need to hear that kind of stuff. They need to be, you know, they need, they need more positive energy in their life. They're constantly being fed negativity, being told to hate this person and that person because they have a different view or because they didn't get the jab or because they don't agree with masking, et cetera, et cetera. They just, they need more positivity in their life and they, they need to be told to not be afraid anymore. Certainly words to live by right there. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like, I just wish people would, you know, wake up to and realize that. But you know, it's going to take a lot more than what we're doing now. What like people are doing now. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna sort of project some information here, and and the people who you know listen to my podcast know that I'm sort of in the business of again making predictions when I can, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll fully say that I'm wrong, but when the writing is on the wall regarding this whole thing and everything that's happening, it becomes easier and easier to sort of look down the line and see what's coming. And of course, one of the things that I've mentioned among many others is that I think that it's inevitable that the schools are going to close again and that the the universities are going to lock down again because it's, in fact, it's already happening. Um, there are K-12 school districts around where I live that are closing for several days. And I'm just going to read this headline for you right now. Um, and this is again, is around where we live. It says Lebanon city schools closing for several days due to COVID cases. And it says making masks and they're going to make masks mandatory. It's not their COVID cases, quote unquote, as to why they're closing. They're closing because, and again, I said this on my podcast, they're they're closing because the teachers who have been jabbed are getting ill. Of course. And they're transmitting their illness onto the unjabbed students. And the jab students, if they got the jabs, they're getting ill. It's inevitable that these buildings will close, and I don't think Xavier University uh, is, is going to be exempt from closing. That's what they're talking about here. I've been hearing at least some people, some chatter about it right now. It's just, we're, we're on strict, um, COVID restrictions or like policies right now, not as strict as last year, thankfully, but they're still in place. We have to wear masks now in our residence hall and stuff, not in our rooms though. Gosh. Um, but there, there has been some chatter about, you know, closing. But honestly, 
I think I think if the schools do close, I think parents it need to you know take the time with their kids and you know teach them actual values and you know educate them on truthful things because a lot of what these schools are doing is they're feeding these kids lies and you know they're teaching them how to hate hate more than love um and i think you know that the silver lining there could be you know this gives parents the opportunity to be with their kids more and to you know teach them true and morally just values have you have you considered have you considered leaving Xavier uh before too long here to sort of get ahead of the curve so to speak like leaving like walking right into your campus administration building asking for uh, a copy of your full transcript and then just leaving I haven't like thought about it leaving this semester I had planned on finishing the semester up and then taking my, you know, taking myself somewhere else to learn. Um, I hadn't thought about, like, just leaving uh, one day. Just be like, yeah, I'm out of here. Because, like, I, I did, you know, pay, you know, a great sum of money and took out loans um, to be able to attend, which, again, is a whole nother topic. <laughs> um so I mean, I would at, I at least want to get the full semester out of the way so I can get all my credits there. I but, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if I'll be attending next semester. Yeah, I would. Is, me personally, again, I'm not telling you what to do. It's 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 your life. But um, with again, with with all the writing on the wall here. If, if I was in your position, knowing what I know and now doing what you're doing and being able to see the entire landscape for what's going on, I would spend my time um, this semester, if I was you again, you know, just spending my free time researching where else to go to school. Just make a phone call. Make a straight-up phone call to Hillsdale. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll just pick up the phone and answer every question you have. I, I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, right. And then again, if that means that you got to move back with a family member, then move back with a family member. I can't think of a safer environment right now than as far than than an environment that's as far away from a K twelve or university setting as humanly possible. Right. So you know, for for your own health and your own well being, not to mention you don't want to be uh, transmitted on by the jabbed. So right. that's something that you've got to take into consideration as well. Because again, I mean, I've I've known family members where that's already been the case. So it's a very real thing. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's very scary, but like, I, I think there, there are steps people can take to, you know, significantly reduce the chances of them take or uh, contracting the virus from a, someone who's jabbed or, you know, having, less symptoms but you know we as a country just don't promote that anymore we don't promote the kind of habits that you know make a healthy body and give you the tools you need to fight against you know viral infection or bacterial infection um 
like the options are there. It's just we don't promote it enough. We don't glamorize it anymore. Like it's like Dow Tech Xavier, for instance. I don't see anything regarding along like all throughout campus. I don't see anything about eating healthy, getting proper nutrients, taking your vitamins, or you know getting your vitamins from something like like fruits and vegetables. I don't see any of that. I don't see anything about getting proper exercise. I don't see anything about getting proper sleep. That's that's one thing that I think a lot of people could greatly benefit from is getting a full eight hours of sleep and sleeping on a consistent schedule. Um, they don't promote that. Um, I think the only place you'll see something about exercise is at the, you know, at the recreation center where the gym is. But then you see posters everywhere that say be our mascot is the musket is the musketeer right so they they have a play on words here it's a be a masketeer it's very cringy um, oh god it's terrible it's, so <laughs> it's <bad>. the worst <laughs> oh, oh man that's that, the it's worst. a picture of d'artagnan like the musketeer with the he has like a face mask on it's awful of, co- <laughs> of course he does that's horrible and it's it's be a masketeer and they have four different things you can do to prevent getting COVID or whatever, none of which mention anything about proper maintenance of your body. I think one is wear a mask. One is like social distance or something, or one is get a COVID vaccine. Yeah. I, I don't remember what the other one is. It's something stupid though, or get tested maybe or quarantine. If sick, that might be it. But nothing about like, oh, well, vitamin C helps boost your immune system. So you might want to look into maybe eating an orange or two a day or something or taking some vitamin C vitamins. Um, Nothing about, you know, getting proper sunlight, Um, finding ways to lower your cortisol levels, such as disconnecting from social media and technology and going outside and reading or something. Yep. It's it's all it's you know it, the focus has never been on health. It has always been on pushing pharmaceutical drugs because if you have a healthy population, then big pharma is not going to make any money. Well, it's always been sick care. It's not health care. Right, right. You, you know, need, it's you need sick people to make money. Exactly, and, and, which is. Yep. Unfortunately, as a doctor, like that, as someone who wants to be a doctor, that's the reality of it. But you know, I would rather promote. I tell I tell people this. I would rather be a doctor who promotes alternative, you know, alternative means of healing than just simply prescribing a drug. You know, you know your body best because you live in it. Um. And so I would rather look to different kinds of natural remedies or simple activities or things that you can do adjustments in your life that could greatly enhance your, you know, the strength of your body. Um, And if we really want to talk about, you know, public health crises here, you know, heart disease is the number one killer in America. It's not COVID. Suicide is, I think, is in the top five. Why are we not banning, if, if heart disease is up there at number one, like, why are we not banning fast food restaurants? Hey, you, can, am, you can get a Big Mac and a, and a COVID jab all at the same time. If you have a COVID jab, you can get a free Krispy Kreme donut every day. That's right. 
<laughs> it's a little bizarre. I, and it's unfortunate, but the best thing to do is just to educate people. Just, but it's, that's even difficult nowadays. Yeah, because there's no way that someone who's around your age group could ever possibly know more than an adult. You know, someone who is, I mean, you're an adult, but somebody who is, who, who is older, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that illusion that you know, someone's age has something to do with their, their intellect is remarkably insulting. Right. And again, even if you were to walk around your campus and stop someone who's masked to the bone and they're walking around like a zombie and you can tell that they've been double or triple jabbed, if you were to even remotely educate them on on the truth, they would look at you like you were a foreigner from a foreign universe. I mean, there's no way that they would ever be able to comprehend what you were telling them. And it's all about titles. I don't have a specific title in front of my name. I'm not a doctor. So because I'm not a doctor, I then can't give suggestions about health. I can't, I, I can't even say, well, this works for me. So maybe give it a shot, like a shot, um, yeah. give it a try. <laughs> but you could, at the very least, you could explain to them, Hey, did you know that not all doctors support what's going on? Oh yes. I mean, when you could say, Hey, when thing broke, yeah, I was, pushing that i was talking about you know these doctors do not put up with this why are they being silenced like stella emmanuel is an actual doctor she she has done work in nigeria like <laughs> but she's being censored because she's going against the narrative i love that woman oh she's amazing she speaks her mind no doubt and she's saving people's lives oh yes she is and she has she she's She's a great speaker and has great data like to show for it. But because the society is so built on, you know, the big tech overlords and their social media platforms, it's hard to get anything out like without being censored. Is there is there any way that you would be willing to come back on and just kind of keep the audience updated and keep me updated with what's going on as time progresses there? And I mean, you can be our ears on the ground there. And, and essentially just give us updates as to what's going on at Xavier a little at a time, um, you know, over the course of this next semester before hopefully you, uh, you jump ship. I would definitely do that, yes. Sweet. Love to have you back on any time, man. Awesome. And, and again, if you've got any parting words for the audience here or any, any uh, suggestions, go for it. Me personally, I'll, I'll just end by saying this and then I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, give you the end here. I would say that anybody listening to this needs to know that this man is ahead of the curve and that this guy, um, that, you know, hope is not lost here for, for this country when we've got people like Jeff, quote unquote, um, saying what he's saying and doing what he's doing and knowing what he knows. Um, yeah. I, I think I think that we can certainly win this war with with people such as yourself on our side, and and we hope that clearly you stay on our side. And it sounds like you're going to, which is great. Yeah, I think I think it's going to take a lot from us to truly wake up the population. But I think for now, for those that are listening, there are people that think this, that have the same ideas as you have the same opinions and are sick of this crap and want this all to end 
and are tired of being controlled and micromanaged by a ruling elite of think tanks and eggheads and lab coats that, you know, prescribe you these drugs that harm your body and don't give you true medical advice or health advice to actually give you a healthy and long lasting life. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of us to speak out against this, these nefarious, um, ideas and nefarious tactics and they can't, they can't control us all. And I know they can't control us all because I know that there's so many people like us that are speaking out. We just have to be patient and we have to fight. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.